Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the WTF1 podcast, Russian Grand Prix edition. Russia, Sochi, the tracks, the track that, well, I mean, we're coming into this very excited to talk about Lewis Hamilton winning by 50 plus seconds. And that that's something that I'm here for. Uh, because if you just looked at the result, you think, oh, it's just been another Russian Grand Prix, although Bottas probably out of position if you looked at that. Anyway, welcome to the WTF1 podcast. Welcome to Tommy, the WTF1 founder, and Katie Fairman, the WTF1 editor. Have we recovered? Just about. I mean, I can't believe it. We did jinx it in the last podcast. We said it's our duty to F1 to talk about how boring the race is going to be and then, you know, arguably race of the season. Yeah, I, I definitely. I'd, I'd, it's an it's all, I'd, just, I'd even argue it's an all-time classic. It, it is. <laughs> definitely. Uh, what, you, you, I, I, I mean, you've dropped a bombshell sh- like one minute into the podcast, Tommy, and, mm. and I'm, I'm riding on that bombshell. I'm dropping mm. one as well. I genuinely think it was the best race of the season, and it will go down as an all-time classic. Do you agree, Katie? It's so difficult because we've had so many phenomenal races this year. And I think it's quite easy to obviously take, I know yesterday was special, don't get me wrong, but it's quite easy to take the most recent race and be like, wow, that was amazing. That was a classic. But we've had so many incredible races this year that I would argue could also go down as classic. So I think it's just this season is just like every single race is like more and more like better than the last one. So hello to Frank, who has he's, decided he's, your opinions are worthless, oh, yeah. Katie. Oh, okay. room. Did not, sorry, did not fancy Tommy's dog did not fancy any more of that opinion. Um, Frank, we're gonna have beef. And now he wants to now he wants to bark as well. So Tommy's gonna sort him out. Uh, but that's interesting. I, I I know what you mean. Obviously when it's fresh in the mind you think wow I don't think there's anything that tops that but I genuinely think it is probably the best race of the season just from everything that went on the drama at the end as well. Just it had everything you could possibly want if you're a neutral, if you're a Lando fan, maybe not. Anyway, moving on. Uh, just want to say hello to the Team WTF1 members that are watching this live. Uh, and also, we are hosting a Team WTF1 of karting event at Daytona Milton Keynes. There'll be special guests and us there. So check the link <laughs> in the description to find out more. It's coming up in what only a couple of weeks, isn't it? Now it's it's not far away. It's about 22nd of October. 22nd, yeah. So three, three or so weeks away. So uh, yeah. Get involved. There's lots of fun stuff and you'll be karting for quite, it's an endurance race as well. So it should be very fun indeed. Um, so yeah, there you go. Uh, Tommy, are you feeling good about some three-word race reviews? I think we are. I don't know why I threw it to you. I actually really enjoyed how much panic went into your eyes. Then. It, was like <laughs> a, it was like a really early <laughs> final thoughts. <laughs> I was about to ask for your three-word race review. I was like, that's very, uh, that's much later in the seat. Uh, some three-word race reviews from fans. Running in Vienna says 100 for Lewis. Sir George W. Hamver Howe, I like that. that. And Luna Rays X, so much heartbreak. Yeah, I think when I say, have you recovered? It's probably because you're not full on Lando stands. For the Lando fans out there that had pretty much come to probably accept that he was going to win that race, are definitely going to be hurting. I saw some comments about, you know, needing 10 to 20 business days. I love how people have said that business days as well, which is longer than just days, which is amazing. Uh, So yeah, of course, we're going to talk about a lot of heartbreak, Lewis's amazing achievement and how the hell Verstappen finished P2. Uh, Katie, shall we start off the discussion with your three-word race review, please? Oh, okay, yeah. (laughs) So mine is rain changed everything. 
Um, and that is about what could rain. you possibly mean by that how are <laughs> the conditions i know well it's very rare in formula one to get that much rain in the final few laps of a race which i can see is one of the reasons why you guys think it probably is an all-time classic um but yeah it meant that there was absolute chaos in the final few laps was Lando and Hamilton going to stay out um, or are they going to pit for intermediates? You know, they obviously have such a huge gap that we can go into more of it later, but it was, yeah, a real risk versus reward kind of scenario. And unfortunately for Lando, the wrong decision was made, whether that was his decision, whether that was a poor communications with the team, but either way, the win slipped from his grasp. And like you say, it was super heartbreaking you know there's no British bias here or anything like that it's just we want to see new people winning like as much as I admire Hamilton's 100 career wins in Formula One like absolutely incredible we're watching the history books being rewritten in front of us but it would have also been lovely for Lando to win it would have been lovely for Carlos to win um saying I'd be lovely for George to win is obviously true but I don't think that was possible in his Williams but yeah, we just, us F1 fans just want something a little bit different, a nice feel-good story. And unfortunately, the weather gods were like, nah, not today. <laughs> uh, not today. Not happening. No, not today. Uh, yeah, everyone thinks that sort of, that phrase, British bias, oh, going around. I think I can't it, stand it. people firstly forget that we're literally a fan channel and mm. we are fans making <laughs> content for other fans. We openly admit we have bias towards Verstappen for Tommy, Leclerc for me. Katie for Nico Rosberg, been irrelevant. But, <laughs> you know, we're, at the end of the day, I'm more of a neutral and I love watching Formula One that way because I get excited if I would be running around naked in my living room if Mick Schumacher started winning and he's definitely not British. Like, the, you know, this, it's the underdog story which everybody loves to mm. see. If Carlos was winning, like when it was Carlos versus Pierre for the win at Italian Grand Prix, I wasn't sat there going, oh, I wish Lando was winning. Like, that's just not the way that we watch <laughs> Formula One. Like, we absolutely love just seeing a change in the sport. And I think I tweeted as well, like anybody taking it to Hamilton in particular, he is the greatest of our time. And anybody taking it to him, especially an underdog, is exciting. So anyway. People have, people have jumped on the British bias thing. Oh, um, so boring. This, this year, uh, which is, I mean, it just shows that this, it's not like, it's just because Lando, George and Lewis are all, really 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 good and they're all having really good seasons and <laughs> and it's like of course you're gonna applaud George Russell for qualifying third in a Williams it's nothing to do with his nationality if Nicholas Latifi pop you know Nicholas Latifi popping it in like p4 on our watch alongs we're going you know well done like awesome awesome job or whatever so it is just it is just that but in terms of rain changed everything it's funny that you say changed everything um quite a funny stat is that in the last five laps only Yuki Tsunoda was in the same position that he was in those five laps course it was every Yuki. single other driver changed positions which shows how well I saw a graph saying it was he was 17th then it went down to 18th then back up to 17th and then he finished 17th so I don't know if you mean from the before from, from literally he... like five laps and then five laps um, yeah, like where so they think, finished within five laps. Yeah, yeah. But I think within changed. that he had a little change. Just yeah. a little one position. Like, oh, I feel I feel risky, but he went down rather than up. <laughs> I feel like uh, this this season, uh, any other Formula One season, 
we're getting that rain at the end of the race. Mm-hmm. Yep. On the podium, Mercedes, you know, got a one-two. It's a really boring race when we get the rain at the end. But we already had an incredible race. And 2021's like more, 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 <laughs> more, <laughs> more chaos. It's, it's actually uh, frightening, it's isn't ridiculous. it? Ridiculous. This year is just absolutely bonkers. Like Sochi, they 2021 made Sochi good, made Paul Ricard good. Like it's just mind blowing. I was not, not even good. Incredible. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like genuinely one of the best races. So oh true. Uh, let's go back to the rain anyway, uh, in, in general. Uh, and a question from Vapan Chand. How did McLaren weather team, I love that, the McLaren weather team, the, 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 <laughs> just the meteorologists there, uh, get the info so wrong? They should have known if the weather was going to come hard or not. Well, that's a very bad phrase of that. Um, so I, I think it's very harsh to put like, wow, McLaren got it so wrong. Everybody else got it so right. I was listening to team radios uh, that they've released I don't know if they released all of them like I was listening to because you know some random fan account does it. But you listen to every single team pretty much, and it is carnage, chaos. The drivers are going, nope, it's too dry. The teams are going, well, you know, it could change. And you know, there are drivers out there, not just McLaren and sorry, and team, sorry, that got it wrong as well. I think they got it wrong with Leclerc, didn't they? They got it wrong with Gasly as well. That like, there were there were, and of course Norris, yeah, and and you know there was clearly wrong decisions happening not just at McLaren. Obviously, you are leading the race. Do you want to pit? Because I, I said it in IBR. If Lando pitted, Lewis would have carried on, I reckon. And then he would have looked like the mug. Like genuinely, to, to kind of put it on them that harshly when they're literally leading the race and they think, well, if we pit, we might be down that way. And if we don't, we might be down that way. It was literally a roll of the dice. Yes, some of the teams got it right, but those were the drivers that were further back who had less to lose. Mm. They were like, right, let's whack on some inters. And then they look like the clever ones. When in reality, they're just willing to take the risk a bit more because of the fact they had less points to lose. Bottas being zero points to lose and managed to finish fifth. So I think it's harsh to put too much, you know, It's no, it's no coincidence but... that the last to pit were Lando, who was obviously going to win the race, Alonso and Perez that were in amazing <laughs> positions that could have got a podium. Yeah, and then the people that well, Alonso early, got up to P three, didn't he? Yeah, and then the people yeah. that pitted early were the ones that were out of position. So Verstappen, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bottas. Yeah. Obviously, they could have done better, and I think you know, it, obviously, hindsight's a beautiful thing. But McLaren could have looked at it and gone, "Well, if we pit for Inters, we can trundle around and we will finish P two at the worst." But Lando and McLaren, t- to some degree, accepted Lando wants to win this. Let's do the strategy that he wants. So. It's something they'll they'll learn from, but they're not fighting for the world championship. Obviously, they're fighting Ferrari, but they've had an amazing result at Monza. So I can see why they went for the gamble. Yeah, for, for me, the it's a it's a kind of like you say, it's a hindsight situation at the start. For me, it's that extra lap that personally I find maybe not inexcusable, but like really dropped the ball. Um that while I think Lando had kind of really kind of was losing it on the team radio. You could hear he was getting really frustrated and you can't blame him. You can't blame him in the situation. Anyone would have been like that. You know, you got your first win. The pressure is immense. Uh, your, your kind of your first win is essentially being robbed from you because you had it, you were doing everything you needed to do. And then it rains. It's part of formula one. Um, and it's, you know, it's completely flipped the race on its head and you must be thinking like, why me? Um, 
what I can't understand is that once Hamilton had pitted, when Norris goes round again, how McLaren aren't screaming on the radio saying, I'm sorry, Lando, look, we know we said it's up to you. Get in the pits because I, I looked at um, Chandok's tweet today. He tweeted that on lap 47, the rain starts and obviously Bottas, Russell, Raikkonen, Pitt, they're gambling. That's fair enough. Um, Lewis uh, and Norris do a lap that's 15 seconds off their dry pace, but you can still say, oh, well, you know, 15 seconds. They had such a huge lead. They want to keep going. But when Bottas is, uh, and then it says Bottas on the Inters was making up eight seconds a lap on the out lap of Norris. Mm -hmm. Now, once he'd gone around once, fair enough, they messed up there. Lando had the win in his sights. But surely McLaren, and also they got Danny Rick in the races on Inters and they can see how fast he's going. And it was abysmal the next time he got round. Mm -hmm. I don't understand how the team have not just basically said to well, Lando, I, look, I, why? why? Why are you not pitting? Like, sorry, we're overruling you now. Get in the pits. Otherwise, yeah. we're losing P2. Because essentially what happened was Lando said uh, something along the lines of, uh, no, we've got to stay out. And, and McLaren didn't respond and just went with it. But that's them losing P2 and eventually finished P7 when they still could have got P2, which I understand for Lando, he's like, probably doesn't care. He's at this rate, he's probably thinking. But for the team, you know, you need to be maximizing the best result you can get. So I think they dropped the ball massively there, personally. I think it's a wrong judgment, though. Again, like, as I mentioned, it was absolutely crazy. It was not clear cut how much rain they were going to get. And I think Lando even said in his interview, when he came round again, it was still relatively dry in that area of the track. Mm. So it wasn't abysmal. It wasn't like, because then when he got halfway around that next lap, then it was like a flash flood and it was so much rain, which was crazy. And obviously McLaren, from what I can see, did not see that on the radar. So I think the only problem is probably their analysis of what was coming. They, they clearly didn't think it was going to be as much rain because as I think they said as well, he, Lando was told the intensity was going to stay the same for the entire rest of the race so by the time he's gone past again flash floods happened and then obviously he screwed so mm. yeah I, I think it's hard it's, it's harsh to say they massively dropped the ball because other teams also made the mistake but yeah it's, it's, diff, it's a difficult one I can't understand when we're talking about McLaren and like the data and stuff that they had in terms of the weather conditions. Like they're not using iPhone app, like a weather thing. Like they've all got really high tech systems in place to tell them what the weather conditions are doing like that. Um, so I am surprised. And obviously with Ricardo, like you say, pitting for inters, like it's not as if they've said for both drivers to stay out. Um, obviously it's very easy watching it as a Formula One fan in the comfort of your own home from your sofa when you can see raindrops falling on the camera screen and uh, that the track and stuff is getting worse. But yeah, as a, as a driver, I guess Lando's the only one who has to have that belief in himself that he can do it. And unfortunately, the competitive nature, I think from Lando's side, kind of overshadowed possibly what would have been or obviously would have been a better call to come in and pit but Lewis was saying in an interview with Lando after the race that um you know he was saying were you telling the team that you didn't want to you didn't want to box for Inters and Lando was like yeah yeah basically and Lewis was saying I was doing exactly the same thing but in the end they basically overruled Lewis and said no coming in like we're, we're making the call for you um but the whole thing is obviously mega disappointing naturally it's going to be a bit of a blame game but hopefully the team can 
learn from this. Um, and luckily Lando was still able to keep B7 because of course, after he then did make the decision to pit, he went um, and had a, well, dangerous, I suppose you could call it that, but basically lost control while going into the pit, went back onto the racetrack and you um, can't, once you go past the cone on the way into pit entry, you can't then go back out onto the track. Um, we have you think seen he it. was quite lucky to get away with the reprimand for that because I know it's uh, I know it's common sense was mm. used, but the stewards don't tend to do that. <laughs> and they're not no, supposed to. Do. Was... They're not really supposed to do. Oh, yeah. you know, it's wet and you are going to. It's probably more dangerous and... anyway. I mean, mm. I I don't think it's a case of comparing the Sonoda incident in Austria. And I've seen a lot of people doing that where you know it's a dry track and he's gone over. But you could argue. You know, that's less dangerous him popping a tiny wheel. Mm. It, I think he's quite fortunate to get away I, with. I, I think he's massively fortunate. At least not I, a penalty point or anything. Yeah, um, I think the stewards said that they basically looked at like previous times where he had come into the pit and that, you know, he has shown that he can do it at the right speeds and not go off or whatever. Um, but at the end of the day, it was dangerous because he almost didn't have control of his car, obviously, otherwise he would have gone into the pit lane. Um, but yeah, Sprit, Hamilton British did bias similar. from the stewards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hamilton had something similar. If you remember for the 2018 German Grand Prix, where we had the iconic in 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 in, in and then yeah. out, and then all this kind of stuff. So, and he only got a reprimand for that, and that was his win on the line. Like he had just won, and then it was all like overshadowed. Will he get the penalty? And the stewards gave him a reprimand for that. So, yeah, it is unusual. Like we're seeing a few more reprimands being used. Um, and for those that aren't aware, so if you get three reprimands, driving reprimands in the space of a season, you get a 10 pace grid drop at the race where you get your third reprimand. Um, so this is Lando's first one. Danny Rick got one earlier in the weekend. Um, I think the person who's got the most at one point is I think Sergio was on two at one point. Um, but yeah, we haven't really seen the reprimands being used and like getting a penalty from it. But I think it was a little bit lenient from the stewards. Um, and Lando was certain he was going to get a penalty anyway, speaking to like Sky Sports after the race. He's like watching the replay back and he's like, oh, well, that's a penalty anyway. Like, I think he was beyond the point yeah. of caring at this point. So, yeah, lucky, I think. Yeah. And, that, and again, that's what then causes more confusion with the fans when we see Sonoda getting a penalty for crossing the white line. Lando doesn't or does cross the white line significantly, comes back over. Uh, and then the only difference is the conditions. But I don't think that well, I, I haven't read the entire regulations, Katie, you probably have, that it says, oh, no, if there is adverse weather conditions and you are running dry tires, then you may just be given a warning. Like it opens up a whole can of worms. If you know, And that's the problem. Like, that should have been a penalty, in my opinion, um, because the rule was broken. But alas, we move on. Uh, M Zuma 365, if there was no rain, do you think Lando would have won? Yes. Uh, I genuinely think he had uh, Lewis Hamilton um, at bay. And, you know, Lando said in his interview himself that no doubt he would have won that race had it not rained. And it was clear to see, you know, Lewis caught him very quickly, but it's a bit longer into the stint than when we saw Lewis making his other moves. So his tires have worn off a little bit. Obviously Lando is very, you know, was re really quick as well. So had enough speed in order in that last sector to, bridge a, a big enough gap in order to not be under threat into turn two so yeah I mean what it was only six seven laps to go and Lando seemed to be 
very much in the pound seats, even when it started being just a little bit of rain and slippery. Of course, Lando did make a couple of mistakes, especially when the camera angle, you saw Hamilton and you were like, where's Lando gone? And then you just <laughs> see him appear as he has gone so wide at a corner. But at other times he was pulling like two, two and a half seconds on Lewis and genuinely looked decent in those conditions. But then obviously it all went to pot after that. But in my opinion, yeah, I think Lando with the characteristics of, of the Sochi track had it in the locker. I am going to go the other way. Wow. Say that I think that potentially Hamilton might have just passed him a lap or two before the end. You don't think so? Uh, no, I mean, 0%. I, as much as I admire the incredible job that Lando did up until that point, obviously with some of the spots of rain, Lando had a few little errors going wide, it meant Hamilton could massively close the gap, but I don't know. I just I have a feeling that Lewis would have. I mean, it's it's all speculation. It's all we'll speculation. Never, we'll never wrong. know. Okay, cool. Good chat. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, no, that's right. Are you. What about you, Tommy? What do you think? I am almost a hundred percent sure that Lando would have won. And there's a key thing I think that I've not really heard too many people mention, and that is that Max Verstappen was seventh, and Lewis Hamilton was second in a world championship fight. There's absolutely no way in my opinion that a driver as experienced as Hamilton is making a risky move on Lando Norris, who's got everything. Like we saw in the race with Lando's decision, he's happy to finish last or first. And he would have done that even if it stayed dry. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Lando was making some, you know, making his car as wide as possible. And in my opinion, yeah, we saw not only Hamilton struggle to get past Ricardo earlier in the race, and that that makes me think that Hamilton would have had to do something. It, it wouldn't have been easy, and the fact that it wouldn't have been easy to me just confirms that there's no way Hamilton's going to risk that because Verstappen down in seventh, it's actually quite ironic, which we'll go into later, is that Hamilton had a bigger points cap on Verstappen at that moment than he ended up doing winning the race. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for, for me, I cannot see a driver as experienced as Lewis Hamilton making a move on Lando when Lando's got, it has nothing to lose. And Hamilton's already got a comfortable gap on Verstappen. Um, that's why I personally think that he would, he would have been fine. Lovely. But well, you never know. Good, you you good never good know. Points. May have locked up, may have snatched a yeah, snatched right. whatever. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's the pressure. pressure. Yeah. yeah, you uh, never know. But, but no. <laughs> uh, Tommy Wastra on the mic. Uh, your three-word issue. Well, I've got the mic. Uh, mine is Mercedes Strange Weekend, which I guess you could probably argue is the same for probably every single team because it was a bonkers race. But Mercedes have a 100% record in Sochi, and I don't think anyone could have predicted that they would have won it in that way. I mean, both drivers will go into the Bottas thing later, Um but both drivers had really odd and unusual weekends. Hamilton hit the pit wall, spun on his qualifying lap. You know, there was talk of how embarrassed he was about the situation and how, you know, he was really disappointed with, with his qualifying. And then, you know, he messed up the start and got caught in a DRS train. And there's me thinking, you know, Hamilton's bottled this easy win here. I can't believe it. 
Um, and then I'm just uh, hold on. Uh, let's go back to the start very quickly because I feel like the comments are going to be flying in from Hamilton what? lovers. He what? didn't bottle the start, in my opinion. Obviously, Did I say bottle the start? Yeah, pretty much. You said all, I said, all I said he's bottled. Whatever. He's bottled a, an easy win because it. I thought, you know, he just gets a slipstream at the start and then he can make the race happen. And I thought, you know, he's blown his chance of winning here. I think it was unlucky. Well, back to like seventh or something. He was, yeah, he was yeah. It's the nature of the track. Like it wasn't like he stalled on the grid. Yeah. yeah. He just get he just got sandwiched out. But you know when he's down in seventh, was it seventh? Yeah. yeah that's when he got Barcelona. I'm like, Liz, this is your race to win. Verstappen's last. What are you doing? And then I think it's the most Lewis Hamilton thing in the world that he ends up getting his hundredth win anyway. Wins oh, the yeah. race by a minute. I mean, you can just never count him out. That's Hamilton in a nutshell, isn't it? That you start to doubt him and he's like, okay, I'm going to win the race by a minute now. Bye. Um, <laughs> it's just, yeah, his, his whole weekend was like this. It was an absolute roller coaster of like, oh, Hamilton's like, you know, under pressure from Verstappen because Verstappen caught him at one point and you were like, Verstappen could beat Hamilton in this race. Yeah. The, the race was just changing all over the place. And for me, it's just absolutely insane. And we haven't really mentioned it and there wasn't many questions on it because it's not really a question and it shouldn't even be argued, but a hundred race wins is just absolutely insane. And just an incredible achievement that you just can't say anything <laughs> negative about because it's just unbelievable. Yeah. It's an incredible achievement. Uh, something that I don't think any of us thought we'd see after Schumacher retired on 91, but here we are Hamilton on a hundred and you know, he's he's just taken every record pretty much apart from the one that really, really counts, which might happen this year. Someone's just someone's just mentioned it actually in the in the comments. Uh, Alice says, insert the I am inevitable meme, which I saw that's in IBR. Literally was yeah, I, I, I saw was it in about IBR, to say it. And I remember mm. thinking like that is that sums up that, that Hamilton, Hamilton yeah. race perfectly. That so much went wrong for him the whole weekend <laughs> and he wins the race by a minute. It's incredible. <laughs> he is inevitable, and you know, every you know. You see, uh, I, I hate to say Twitter, um, but you see on Twitter people, you know, saying oh, Hamilton's so lucky, blah, 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 blah. Sure but how is, he, a lot. how is he lucky? I was going to say, how is he lucky times all the time? He's got lucky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> lucky, you know, fastest car, who cares? All this stuff that just tries to bring down his achievements when you can't really say that. Like the amount of people, which I found hilarious, that actually took my George Russell out-qualifying Hamilton twice this season and that's not 2022 yet seriously hurt my soul like the fact that people cannot see that sort of stuff but that's the thing that happens you know people take things so literally and they're like well what you're disrespecting Hamilton because you said George just outqualified him twice it's like but I thought okay. we were, I thought we were British fans <laughs> yeah I mean well to be fair George is also British yeah. anyway um back to the Mercedes strange weekend uh yes very strange uh, but Hamilton is inevitable and we always expect him to come through hence sort of going back to my previous point about when someone takes it to him and actually beats, hello, Frank, uh, when someone actually beats uh, Lewis, it's exciting uh, because he has got 100 race wins, which is almost 10% of all F1 official races of all time, which I saw from Niren. So a uh, good stat from you there, Niren. I think it's about 9.6% for people that are actually kicking off about that. But uh, yeah. <laughs> that's still mad, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's actually crazy. I like, I think I agree with you, Matt, you know, we all have been watching F1 for a long time, you know, 10, 20 years or maybe longer for Tommy. No offense. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's been there since day one as Tommy. Um, but yeah, a hundred wins seemed like 
impossible almost. Um, and yes, Hamilton has been fortunate with the decisions that he's made, but he's made those decisions like we say it all the time, but like joining Mercedes, there was no guarantee that he was going to get the success that he did, but it's down to surrounding himself with other hardworking people and, um, you know, using the skills that he has as a driver to help shape and mold the team. And it, it's not just a case of he rocks up to work every day and all the people around him have like built him this perfect car. Like he also has so much input into that car, into that team. Um, and, you know, from making strategy calls to, uh, you know, just delivering on the day. Um, there's a reason why he has got those 100 wins, whether it will will get another driver come along and beat that down the line, I don't know. Um, there's obviously some immense talent that's currently in the on the grid um, and probably even more that's coming up through junior series at the moment. So yeah, a, an insane weekend and like you say, almost didn't seem like it was going to happen at one point because Mercedes had a proper shocker, especially in quality with Hamilton making this rare mistake of hitting his front wing into the, uh, into the pit lane. I know when we did the watch along, I commented and said, ah, oh, that is not ideal, which ended up as being one of the top comments. <laughs> Someone saying that, oh, Katie's <laughs> observation, absolutely perfect. You know, uh, it is, it is like, well, look, you, you had a goat lead commentary in the uh, watch along as well. And it was, Honestly, I didn't even need to see the feed. The amount of description that, that came is out a of lie. Was, was, uh... <laughs> I got Pierre Gasly and Yuki Tsunoda confused. <laughs> it was great. It was a good 10 <laughs> seconds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that mistake then ruined Bottas's qualifying because they had to like push Hamilton's car off of the <laughs> pit place and then bring Bottas in. So, like, it was generally a bit of a messy weekend for them. But as we say, they're inevitable. They'll just win all the time. They're inevitable. Please tune in, though, because F1 is still crazy and he's not inevitable yeah. all the time at the moment. Uh, but it will. I'm sure it will return. Uh, at Ragaf underscore Vish. This is a good question. In hindsight, would this have been a good place for Hamilton to take a new engine? Maybe. Um, I mean, well, I mean, yeah, especially if you see Verstappen taking one. Maybe maybe that that is the time. And then you think, well, Mercedes are quicker than Red Bull round here. Apart from when Verstappen is overtaking Bottas, which we will <laughs> talk about, I'm sure. Um, it's an interesting point, actually. I, I, I haven't really thought about it until I literally just read the question. But uh, I don't see why uh, it... I mean, sure, Hamilton and Verstappen coming from the back from an entertainment perspective, yes. But then I guess from the other side, they just probably want just an easy win, 25 points mm. in the bag, worry about the engine a bit later on. So I can see arguments for both sides, but I guess doing that would just then give a victory to a random team. I don't know. It's, it's a difficult one. You don't know how Lewis would have performed from the back, but if Bottas is anything to go by, it probably wasn't actually that great of a track to take a, take an engine. Yeah. For me, it makes sense to have just left it as it is. They use Bottas as a tactical horn, shall we say in their, their game of chess um, and, you know, gave him that engine penalty, which like you said, we will talk about in a minute. Um, but yeah, I think it made sense not to, not to give Hamilton um, a new engine for this race. It was obvious that Lando and Carlos, I, I thought Carlos would fall back much more than he did during that race because Ferrari have seemed to have real struggles with their tyres and stuff, making them last this year. Um, but to me, it makes sense to just get the points in the bag, especially as it seemed obvious that Verstappen would be doing the same thing and I don't think anybody expected Verstappen to finish P2. I don't think Verstappen even expected to finish P2. So, 
uh, that was quite, I think, like the right decision from Mercedes. It's better for them to take an engine penalty, in my opinion, at a race where the Red Bull's going to be way more dominant, like uh, Mexico, if we go there, or Brazil or something like that. Um, rather than yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah also if we the go whole, not going the whole to, end yeah. of the calendar is like if we go so I think better to get a decent haul of points um, and save an engine penalty for another another weekend I personally I was reading into this I personally don't think Hamilton's taking an engine penalty this year um, the, the only quotes I could find was Helmut Marco saying Hamilton will probably have to take an engine penalty and then Toto going, yes, it is quite difficult to do three engines in a year, but Hamilton, like the Mercedes is so reliable. Well, there Hamilton, we go then. They'll be taking an engine penalty no, next race. Thanks so much no, to... Uh... I, I, everyone jumps on the jinxes now, <laughs> don't they? But but seriously, I it's mean... Everything that comes out of your mouth. Sorry, Hamilton, Hamilton, I can't even say this now because everyone will be like, you said in the podcast he's never had a mechanical failure. Um, but yeah, I mean, he hasn't had a mechanical failure since 2018. Um, I just personally I just don't you know he might do at the end of the season but personally I think they're going to wait for as long as possible because if the engine's fine what's the point just starting at the back for no reason when you can make the engine last which we've seen what Mercedes can do like there yes I can totally understand Honda doing it because you know they've had reliability engines in the past and obviously Max's engine got obliterated in Silverstone um same with Perez is gonna have to take one because his his got done in but Verstappen, Bottas and Perez have you know had crashes and had damage whereas Hamilton mm. hasn't so personally I don't I personally don't feel like it's a foregone conclusion that Hamilton's taking an engine penalty basically okay all right well uh Every Hamilton fan can now come back to this podcast <laughs> to blame you when it happens oh, at the next race. Yeah. And, and your powers are yeah. unmatched, Tommy. Literally. In qualifying, what did you do? You tweeted saying, oh, wow, everybody on the drives don't seem to be improving. Pole is safe. Next thing you know, science is purple. It was genuinely about three or four seconds that science went purple after that tweet. Man. And apparently everybody really enjoyed the uh, signs has got temperature, Katie. Uh, everyone, oh, like, yeah. apparently that caused, that caused some goosebumps. Uh, so you're welcome. That. that was a great, great reaction, guys. Yeah. Th- thanks so much. Cheers. Appreciate it. Thanks. <laughs> thanks to the founder. That, that, yeah. uh, okay. So. Our safe for now. <laughs> <laughs> People think that you, Tommy could actually fire us as well, which is amazing. I love it. Um, so uh, we'll, go, we'll go with that. Just like I have to say the founder every single time. We bow, down. we bow every time we see you in person as well. <laughs> uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, Albert Sarakutu. Was the Bottas surprise strategy a huge mistake by Mercedes? So that was the taking the penalty in order for Bottas to start lower down the grid, which in my head makes absolutely no sense that Mercedes would have done that for strategy reasons as opposed <laughs> to we need to take an, like just get another part for Bottas to help him in the future of this season. I don't think they did that tactically. I, I can't see it. Why would they do that? It makes no sense because Bottas would just be coming through the field and so would Verstappen and then Verstappen just passes Bottas anyway. Mercedes know that Bottas literally leaves the door open at every opportunity possible. Bottas is, Bottas, if anything, is a help because he's just giving Verstappen slipstream for a little bit and then up the inside he goes, cheers, on your merry way. So for me, I can't see that being a tactical move for Mercedes personally. Yeah. There's talk that they kind of hinted that that's what they wanted to do. And it was a way of 
essentially like getting a new engine whilst hindering Verstappen. It kind of shows that if it was that, the desperate side that we've, it's kind of uncharted (laughs) territory for Mercedes. (laughs) Every word of nowhere. Um, um, I'm sorry, audio listeners. Yeah, sorry, audio Uh, listeners. Um, Yeah, we've never seen Mercedes in a position where they're the ones hunting rather than, you know, being the ones that are clear. It's something we've seen from Ferrari and Red Bull in the past. The, the first thing that came into my mind was the year where Ferrari broke Massa's engine on purpose so they could get Alonso to start on the right side of the grid, on the clean side of the grid in 2012. And yeah, it was a, such a weird situation where it's like, why are they putting Bottas back? Because surely he's just going to pass him within about five laps. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Mercedes, in the statement they put out, they said the team have taken the tactical opportunity to add another power unit to VB's pool for the remainder of the season. And if it was tactical and they thought they'd put him at the back to hold up Verstappen, like you say, Valtteri Bottas, he's not really got the best track record of being the world's best defender. Let's just say he's no Fernando Alonso in Hungary or whatever. So, yeah, it... I can kind of see what they were trying to do. I mean, at this point, I think it's very much gloves are off between Mercedes and Red Bull and they'll do whatever they can to try and get these points over one another. Um, but I find found just found it really funny that Valtteri always just left the door open for, for Max. I think, like I said, his track record's not great for defending, but that really was like 0% effort put in. Yeah, so, exactly. The yeah. way that he defended makes me think that he... How I read tactical as well is tactical that they're adding a pool rather than tactical to defend from Max. Because if Bottas' only job for that race was to stop Max, he's absolutely going to the inside there and, and doing it something. But They instead, got really lucky, I think, for Mercedes. Because if they hadn't have had that rain at the end, Bottas was finishing 14th, was it? Was Bottas 14th? Yes, the... I'm pretty yeah. sure every Something time like I checked that. the leaderboard, he was 14th yeah. doing nothing. So he's about so he's about 14th. And you've got to think that, yes, they've got a new engine in, but they're essentially sacrificing Bottas getting any points, mm. at arguably his best track, yeah. and mm. not taking any points off Verstappen. Because you know, if it had finished and they'd have kept him seventh, you think, well, you know, knock Verstappen down a place further. Um, and they were actually quite lucky in the end that Bottas made a worldy call to, you know, whether it was Mercedes or him, um, put the new tyres on. And then, yeah, he managed to get back in it. And he's got this new engine in the pool, as he reminded us on his Instagram posting that picture of Valtteri with all his hands. <laughs> it's big brain strats, isn't it, from yeah. Bottas, really, you know, deep down. He just wanted to finish P5. And he's going to win every single race from here on in. Yep. Next question. Team WTF1 member Lando. Is that literally their name? Yeah, Lando's joined Team oh, WTF1. Lando's joined Team WTF1. Oh, he was on Discord. That, that's the first <laughs> thing he wanted to do uh, after, after the race, the race was jump yeah. on our Discord and Amazing. ask a question. Uh, did Bottas <laughs> put any effort at all in preventing Max from passing? No, we've covered that. Moving on. Uh, my three-word <laughs> race review is... Sorry, for- can, we, can we just mention DC... Uh, during oh, yes. Channel 4 coverage who, I don't know if you've, if anyone's watched the Channel 4 coverage, but when 
it was possibly the funniest reaction I've seen because Weber and David Coulthard both went, <gasps> and then and then Weber goes, I can't believe what I've just witnessed. And then and then DC goes, is Bottas going to Alpha Tauri next year or Alpha Romeo? Um, just saying, I you know, it it's Bottas. It's Bottas being Bottas. I don't think it's a case of you know him not caring anymore or anything like that. He's never been great at defending. Maybe a little bit of him I not caring. I think a little bit. It's a little bit like, oh, oh sorry, I'll let oh, him buy. Oh, what sorry. a shame. If only yeah. you kept me for next year. <laughs> well, he won't be keeping his brand new swanky car in this race. Re- no, rate that's going to be uh, keyed by open. Toto Wolff in the car park. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah. Because there's, oh, ru- there's all sorts of rumours flying around, which probably have been silenced now, that when um, when he dropped back and a lot of people were like, oh, is he going to you know take Verstappen out at turn one? But it was like, mm-hmm. I saw some ridiculous things like, Oh, it's part of Bottas's contract that uh, Toto finding him a new seat meant that he's got to do everything to help Lewis win the title. And I was thinking, like, isn't well, he's not really doing no. that, is he? No, he don't. He don't care. He does not care in the slightest. Bless him. Um, moving on to Max Verstappen and my three-word race review, which is crucial Max podium. It is absolutely unreal that he's finished p2 i know we have mentioned it but to get 18 points in that situation where at one point he was getting passed by alonso and down to p7 hamilton you know would have probably finished p2 18 points seventh is what six so that's i guess a nine point swing but then hamilton could have won uh, if katie's scenario happened uh so yeah for me i just can't believe he's managed to limit the damage to seven points when he started at the back of the grid and Hamilton had an amazing chance of, of winning by a country mile, which I guess he did in the end, but you know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, I think it's massive for the championship because Max could have easily scored a very, you know, a very like four, six points, whatever. And Hamilton extending that by 20 odd points would have been enormous, but instead they're separated by what two now is Hamilton taking the lead by two points. Is that right? Yeah. Two points nodding. Perfect. So uh, yeah. Big moves for Max in the championship. Yeah, it's that race and especially that ending had the potential to throw the championship wide open, really. Um, you know, if you think how, like the way it was changing between Hamilton and Verstappen, all race really as well, um, the championship is just changing all the time. And like you say, Verstappen, I think there was even a bit in the end in the the pen where Hamilton was talking to the media and then went, oh, Verstappen must have had a really good race to finish P2. Mm-hmm. Almost like, how has he done that? <laughs> yeah. It almost kind of... What shortcut got... did he find? Yeah, it was almost... Oh, don't talk about shortcuts. Alonso's had his ears prick up. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's almost like he was... He, there was... You could see the realisation in his head of like, I got this win and then, oh, how has Max finished second? That's really annoying. Mm. Um, yeah, it was, like say, crucial that he got there because could have easily been and we don't know that Hamilton we think that Hamilton might not have passed Lando but if he did it would have been a case of Lewis winning the race Max finishing seventh and that's a huge point swing so damage limitation is definitely um what was done there and you could tell that Max was was buzzing although despite despite all the arguments on uh on Twitter, we can at least uh, enjoy. Yeah, we can at least enjoy one thing that both Lewis Hamilton fans and Max Verstappen fans can be happy after that race. 
harmony in the world <laughs> and oh, then the Lando Norris fans are like uh, excuse me <laughs> but yeah no it was a, a phenomenal drive from Max to start from 20th and finish in second yes there was you know it wasn't a traditional race it was a lot of chaos in the end but it's at those moments that sometimes are the most important to sort of make the right decisions in the heat of the moment like pitting for those intermediates like we said he was in p7 on lap 47 when the rain started to fall so he was one of the earlier guys i know obviously in terms of pitting it depends where you are on the track and um i mean like going back into the lando hamilton thing obviously they had such a big gap that to them it might have made sense to like they probably didn't think that they were going to fall quite as back as they were and the conditions were going to get as bad as they were but yeah a, a brilliant race from Max um, and yeah once again like a, a drive that I feel has been overshadowed by everything else that happened but yeah one of the drives of the season I think for for Max. Defo uh, RK underscore Thom says has Max's drive been quietly overshadowed 20 to second insanely good drive I'm like no I don't think it has been overshadowed and to be honest yes he had a good recovery drive but he was sat in seventh before the rain came in. So, you know, it wasn't like he was sitting P2 after a miraculous uh, comeback. So, yeah, it was brilliant and amazing, the result of P2. But I don't think it's going to go down in history as, wow, you know, 20 to second overtook all of them. But then again, I say that changeable conditions came in and then he started making moves. Was it on Ricardo and signs? I think it was moving forward. So there, it, it was really good. Don't get me wrong. Um, I'm really but, desperate yeah. to see. And you're going to. And you're going to go, of course you are, you fanboy. But I I'm, <laughs> I'm, would very much like to see Max's on board from him pitting for the Inters and then just mm. that on board for essentially the rest of the race. Because like you say, we didn't we didn't really see that um, because, well, there was so yeah, much I can, action. I can just imagine you just whacking <laughs> up on the big screen, tucking up in bed, getting your in the popcorn. popcorn oh. Putting my cape on. Oh, Max, you're so good <laughs> in the wet. The... There's actually a moment in that race where I, when him and Leclerc got up behind Hamilton, I was like, this could be a Verstappen Leclerc one, two at this point. If, if, if the uh, people that started on the mediums pit soon, but then the race ended up changing again. But there was one point where it looked like, wow, Max, Max and Charles just breezed through the field. Um, And when a lot of people were caught in DRS, trains i know he had a a lot of um a big a big car advantage but max was putting in moves and also uh, almost forgotten that i've literally just remembered is him almost losing his front wing in that shot oh, yeah. moment, oh my god I'd completely yeah. forgotten about until just then but that's another thing that this championship is just moments like that it can flip and you'll enjoy this, Tommy, because uh, I don't know if you've watched IBR. I know you're a big, avid viewer. Um, <laughs> I did watch IBR. <laughs> uh, you would have then noticed me saying that I feel like that's a change in tempera- temperament. 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 There you go. Yeah. <laughs> you need to do a lot of it. A lot of it for Max there, because I think a younger Max is sticking a nose in and there's a massive crash. But he's he's got out of that early enough, knowing that that gap's going to close. It's probably because he got enough abuse from Blimmin' Monza of people going, he just is so reckless and blah, blah, blah. And he thought, oh, oh maybe. Do you think that he's I think, maybe gone, I, I think, oh, no, maybe I think the this. one driver on the grid that is not going to be phased by what people say is Max Verstappen. I, I think that's more yeah. just the maturity of being in a championship fight. And the fact that he did that and didn't nip a wing but and saw it coming before it happened, I think it's, uh, 
is is kind of big moves I think for Max moving forward if he has that sort of mentality, uh, in my opinion. So I think that was impressive uh, to to because it was close. Don't get me wrong, but it he saw it really close <laughs> very quickly. So uh, so yeah, uh, moving on to Elmar Bayor. From a World Drivers' Championship perspective, is the Verstappen second place more of a win than the Hamilton's first place? Yes. Can we just say yes to that? I don't yeah. I think we've almost touched upon that already. Uh, actually, yeah. let's touch upon something else which isn't on the sheet, which is Fernando Alonso straight-lining turn two <laughs> on lap one, because I don't think That's we've actually so got funny. that written down, but we need to talk about it, because it's an. I, I was actually angry. I, I was, I, it angered me mainly because maybe because it goes back to my league racing days where corner cutting, you know, and you're like, <laughs> oh, yeah, screw you, you're only quick because you're corner cutting. When I saw that, I was like, Fernando, you are a crafty, crafty man. Cheeky, cheeky. How- I love it. I think yeah. it was, I, I don't think it was actually his act. I think it was the fact that, that the stewards hadn't seen that happening. So it was like, yes, you we mentioned won't. this in IBR and I've not seen it yet. But the commentators alluded to the on the formation lap. Yes, or, or he practiced, he practiced it. it. Yeah, he did it. He, <laughs> and then <laughs> missed. And then it was the most. It was so obvious. And I was watching it with my wife Katie, and she was like, "Right, this is where Alonso cuts the corner." And sure enough, yeah. straight over. And it's so blatant. But I mean, it's just peak Fernando Alonso. How like, is not that not seen as corner cutting? I don't like because because the it's the rules, there. and mm, it's yeah. almost like him mocking the rules yeah. it's like him doing that to the FAA basically he's basically I mean, just he's just gone here are the rules uh it's re- rather than him saying I think it's ridiculous you can do this he's like I'm going yeah. to show you how ridiculous it is uh, yeah I'm just gonna and it wasn't even noted was it, it wasn't even investigated nothing no. they were like so I feel, ah I feel like Alonso has made this point a few times in yeah. his career that on the first lap he said well why would I risk my front wing going around a corner yeah. when I can just cut it? Because he's more of an old school, you know, he's grown up in mm. Formula One where it wasn't like this. And he's almost going, fine, fine, we'll do this. We'll play yeah. that game. Yeah. Well, in and Austria, I, love it. I absolutely it, yeah. love it. It's so funny. In Austria with Ricardo, Ricardo took um, a wider line going around turn one, I think it was. And Alonso on Team Radio was like, Ricardo, he's, you know, going off and doing this. And he got really angry because he thought that Ricardo did it on purpose where he essentially didn't stay on the track. He went yeah, just- away from the track to, um, I don't know if he gained positions, but basically, yeah, to keep out of any mayhem. Um, and nothing was done about it. Like he was super, Alonso was super angry on Team Radio being like, tell it to the stewards, I need to investigate this, get him a penalty. Nothing happened. Um, so Alonso's now just gone, yeah, don't care. I'm going to do it. And yeah, like you say, show it, <laughs> show you how stupid it is. But yeah, 10 out of 10 <laughs> from Fernando for doing that. Well, we're not going back anyway, back are we? Yeah. No, no. We're exactly. not going one back more. there. So one more we've year. One more. Yeah. Oh, we got one more year. Oh yeah. Okay. So I highly doubt those bollards will be in that place. Uh, come next year but uh, I mean the kahunas on that because this and the spatial awareness needed for Fernando Alonso mm. to fly signs through there mess it up last year yeah so he's clearly looked at the exact angle <laughs> he needed to go in at and then he's just gone straight which is I mean the fa- I, I actually thought he was going to come out of the lead at one point uh, he literally was like third <laughs> coming like out that, yeah. it? Uh, it was insane <laughs> but, uh, yeah. well done Fernando I was more angry at the stewards for not seeing that one but uh, yeah interesting stuff uh, okay, let's go on to another question from Neely underscore seven. Why did Perez wait two laps after Verstappen got his inters to get them? I get that the same lap wasn't an option because Verstappen was too close, but the lap after was still good. Red Bull threw important points away here with Perez. I don't have an answer. 
exactly the same as Lando. Yeah, just they, risking it. They, 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 I've heard the team radio. Do you want to pit for Inters? No. And then they left him out. And that's just what happens. Um, so I guess the, the learnings are the team have to be a bit more assertive when they can see exactly what's coming down on the track. Team more assertive. So something that was mentioned in the um, the race podcast, I totally agree with, was that when it's a wet track and it's drying, you you almost want that driver input because they're the ones feeling the conditions. Mm-hmm. But when it's a wet track, uh, sorry, a dry track becoming wet, then you almost need to rely on the team because they're the ones with all the weather data yeah. and know exactly Agreed. what's happening. So. Um, Hopefully they learn from it because who knows? I mean, well, we've got Turkey next, and if I don't know the weather, ice rink could be an ice rink again. So we shall see. I really hope not. As much as Turkey was a crazy race last year, I just I can't be dealing with even I know, crazy I race. Can. I was I just can. just thinking about something <laughs> now. I know Abu Dhabi, based on how Sochi and Paul Ricard. Uh, have been could potentially be good and they've changed the circuit and stuff this season if we were if this was an interlagos finale it's got 2008 rain at the end of mm-hmm. it and all over it for the staff and hamilton i've kind of now a little bit gutted that the finale isn't because you just know it would rain in the last five laps 100%. the way the season's going 100 percent seems inevitable that that would happen the finale belongs at brazil we all believe that i believe i think don't we yeah yeah it's fair to say adelaide uh, <laughs> or adelaide yeah or maybe <laughs> maybe not for me oh, uh, David, throw uh, back. Yeah, yeah yeah thanks so much uh, anyway moving on to carlos Sainz, who did lead the race at the start which feels like an absolute eternity ago and didn't really feel like he actually led the race at all but uh, at paddles says why did ferrari pit signs so early were they covering stroll and russell or did they believe norris would pit too felt like they all pitted a bit early well uh, katie alluded to it that the tires on the ferrari were absolutely shocking and the fact that he was genuinely slower than george russell in p3 before he pit just showed that he had to pit. There was no, you know, there was no sort of conversation there because as soon as Norris got through, I think by the time Signs came into the pits, maybe the lap, like the lap after, Norris was three and a half seconds clear, three seconds clear, something around that. So there was no more life in those medium tires for Signs. So he was forced into that rather terrible strategy. And I'm sure once that happened, Ferrari knew that they were going to be stuck in this massive train because that's the thing. That's the reason why Lando did a brilliant job as well, extending those mediums so long. Uh, into that race because if he'd pitted he would have had exactly the same strategy as carlos been stuck in the train and wouldn't have had a chance to win the race so yeah it's uh it just wasn't wasn't good enough for ferrari and their tire management really yeah we've seen it a few times haven't we poor ferrari having poor tire management they don't seem to be able to make the tires last as long as the other midfield guys because i feel like science did everything he could with that um but it was just a case of they say ferrari not having the uh, the tire management is something they need to clearly work on because they, like you say, they just could not stay out any longer. If you're going slower than Russell and the Williams, you're just going to lose far too much time. You know, something's up if you're going that slow. Um, but yeah, no, it was their, the right decisions for them. Um, and to be honest, at the end, what I found interesting at the end of the race, speaking to Charles Leclerc, or I didn't speak to him, obviously, but like listening to an interview with Charles Leclerc, he was saying that... Um, when they made the decisions of going to inters 
Carlos had already come into the pits and he said that they couldn't pit at the same time, which I thought was quite an interesting thing. So he went round again. Um, so I don't know why Ferrari weren't keen on doing a double stack or something. But Wait till Charles yeah, learn his- you can double stack. I know. That's what I was thinking. I was like, why? <laughs> why did they not pit? But um, yeah, then he was a bit. I wonder if he. I wonder. I heard that. that. I heard that as well. I wonder if it's his way of saying we split the strategy, and one of us is going to look like a genius, and you mm-hmm. know could potentially get an amazing result, and the other get a terrible result, and we just have to deal with with it that way. I wonder if that's which cards you get dealt. Yeah. Um, Science was very good in that race. I'm glad. I'm glad Science ended up on the podium because I felt really sorry for him when he'd driven a brilliant race. Like you say, the Ferrari tires aren't onto it, and they came on the radio and were like, "We're aiming for fifth, and you must have been like, I Are got into kidding? the lead yeah. at the start. Yeah. I had an absolute <laughs> unbelievable qualifying lap. I've got into the lead at the start, drove brilliantly, and now you're telling me fifth is the best result I can get here. Are you joking? Um, so yeah. I'm also happy for Carlos that he actually get got to experience the podium because we've had it a few times now where he's been promoted up to third because of post-race disqualifications and stuff like that yep. so, and penalties. <laughs> so well done, Carlos, for actually getting on the podium and getting to experience it. <laughs> Amazing stuff. Uh, Team WTF1 member Connor comes in with, who is responsible for the constant subpar <laughs> TV direction? This is happening way too much. The positions charts were changing so much, but all we saw was Hamilton going round the track for the last three laps. That was disgraceful. I will, I will full on say I was absolutely fuming at Lando Norris literally going around when there's rivers on the track on dry, dry tires and Hamilton. Oh, let's just watch him toodle around on his intermediates. What is going on? I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. It wasn't good enough. And <laughs> Russia don't take it in house as far as I'm aware. This was just a, an F1 TV direction vibe. Uh, and it wasn't the vibe. I didn't enjoy it because the amount of times, as uh, Connor says, and I think I mentioned it in IBR as well, we saw position changes and they weren't even using the small box. Mm. Where's the small box? When like, I'll take the small box. It's like watching on a really terrible grey television. But I'll take it over nothing. And there just wasn't anything. And I get it's a crazy race, but all you have to monitor are the gaps. <laughs> and if it's like four tenths, let's whack a little mini box up, shall we? See what's going on. Unless there were literal technical difficulties, which I don't think there were, then it's unforgivable, in my opinion. We missed a lot of action out there, and maybe they're trying to make us sign up to F1 TV, where you can get all the camera <laughs> on boards. All... Uh, but yeah, part, it's, it, part it wasn't good time. enough. Especially, look, the, the change of the lead. They mm. were watching someone else. Lando was very clearly on the straight behind signs. They have driver trackers. They have everything. And it wasn't, it wasn't until he was through that they changed it. Not good enough. It's almost as if F1 have gone, oh, this race is normally quite boring. We'll just send like Gary down. He's got the interns. To, like, <laughs> yeah, just put them on it. And uh, it was, I, I wasn't sure at the start if they were actually having any technical issues because even for the pit stops, like the pit stop timer things of how long they were, weren't appearing. So I'm not sure if they did actually have technical difficulties but yeah, the TV direction. I, I appreciate that it there was a lot going on, especially for Sochi, but just in general, like there was so much happening. But yeah, like you say, not to have the tiny little boxes or things like that. I'm wondering if Formula One needs to sort of maybe 
change their approach of how they show some of the broadcast because it's only taken until like the last few years for the little box to pop up whereas in places like MotoGP that had been around for quite a long time um but then like you say maybe it's all just a ploy for everyone to get f1 tv so you can see every single camera angle you ever need but this, yeah, this podcast is not sponsored by f1 tv i, I hasten to add <laughs> yeah it's not <laughs> it's but. yeah I, w- I wonder if the normal guy um like you say had a day off and the only person they could get was the monaco tv director <laughs> and they were just like oh, and this was his ch- chance to redeem himself um <laughs> it's i feel like there were some moments where I was like, I feel a little bit sorry for them because there's so much action going on. And especially towards the start of the race, they'd, they'd show like Verstappen behind Bottas or something. And then, because it looked like Verstappen was going to go for a move and, the, and with Sochi as well, a lot of the overtaking was done in the middle uh, of the track quite unexpectedly. And I was like, okay fair enough and then it would it cut and it's like oh uh actually they've missed you know the lead that's really annoying uh and then as they were showing the lead that's when Verstappen got passed and it was like there was a few moments like that where like actually that's just really unlucky but then there were so many moments where you're like no this is actually just really bad and it seemed (laughs) to just it seemed to just like build and build and build where there were so many moments and like you say you see these things from the f1 tv pit lane channel and you just think like, this is the perfect situation for them to basically go double screen. They do this in IndyCar, mm-hmm. double screen, Lando, Hamilton, together, gap in the middle. Let's watch as that, you know, as the gap's coming down so you can see it. But they don't do that. And then it, yeah, it's, it's a shame because it was very frustrating. And however much a race is good when you don't see it live, Mm. and it takes me back it takes me back to Zandvoort wasn't the greatest race in the world but the amount of times we saw cars come past going side by side into turn two thinking you can (laughs) you can see sorry turn one I'm thinking I've still got turn two (laughs) yeah there's a kink in the middle of the Zandvoort straight um thinking come on like we can we can see that's exactly what Tommy was like you just sat there going come on yeah, come on. Come on. Uh, Where is it? And, come on. Yeah. Give me my action. Like you say, I think you said this in IBR. How hard is it to look at a gap and go press the we button? We should change for that. Yeah, mm. exactly. Uh, and as I say, I, I would have been like, okay, fair enough. If we're seeing another move and then we miss something else, then fine. But the problem was we were watching something a second, second and a half gap. And that's the problem for me. Uh, this is just like a thought bubble. But I wonder, I wonder. Um, if a lot of the TV direction is done by like broadcasters and what they really need is like a broadcaster, but also someone with like an F1 brain because the fans know to look at that, but maybe a broadcaster that can do well, that job. Do you know let what me I mean? jump in here. Let me jump in here because uh, I've been lucky enough to do sure some F1 know. TV uh, commentary. So <laughs> I've actually seen the, uh, the compound and they do do a bit about it as well and show it. There is a lot going on. I've I've put a head, oh, like yeah, headphones yeah. on, and they're like, right, I've got this feed, uh, and then it, I think the problem is it goes through so many channels, and it's like someone gets approved, it proves it, and then it goes to someone else, and then eventually it gets to the. It's almost like a an auction, you know. They're like, well, I've got Stroll calling uh, Ocon an absolute blah blah blah, 
but then in, but in a race like that, <laughs> no, blah, blah, blah. Yes. in a race like that, it's just action, action, action. So action. I can and imagine you can't, you can't have like, that approval process. Exa- exactly, exactly. Well, I can't, you know, say for certain that's exactly how they do it for you know the start of the race and whatnot. But um, I just know that yeah, it is it is madness. But uh, still, you know, we've seen quality then to then take a step back and it not be that great, especially in such a great race, just takes the shine off it a tiny bit, uh, in my opinion. Anyway, moving on. Positivity. What a lovely Russian <laughs> Grand Prix. Tommy, press the button. And now it's time for... Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Remember, you can vote too for ABCDF1. Visit WTF1.com after the race and you can vote too. Right. But before, we, before we get cancelled, can oh, I just... Disclaimer. <laughs> disclaimer. Uh, I don't know if you guys agree, but I think this is arguably one of the most difficult ABCDF1s we will ever do. In history. Because yeah. essentially like a race turning on something like Chance of Rain with five laps to go and the entire order flipping on its head. Yeah. How much do you account for race and result and... I feel like whatever you say, everyone's just going to get annoyed. So let's, let's do this. Yeah, let's try and not uh, do an hour-long ABCDEF1. So I feel like we're going to be like, well, I gave him a D because... Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, oh. okay, here we go then. <laughs> Lewis Hamilton. I am going to give him an A. I've gone for A as well. Because I don't Paul. think it's perfect, but it was pretty darn yeah. good. Katie? Yeah, I, I've also gone for an A. <gasps> Let's stop it there. <laughs> right, the thank count. you so much for tuning into ABCDF1. Hamilton gets an A. And the fans Hamilton gave wins him by an... a minute. You can give him an A. Yeah. A as well. Yeah. It's not an A star. No, it's not. Too many mistakes anyway. over the weekend. Drop down to If seven. anything, it's a credit to Lewis Hamilton that he can win by a minute and it's still only an A. Put your you finger go. away, sir. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next up, Valtteri Botas. I am going to give him a C. Yeah, for the same. He yeah. Yeah. Disagree. disagree. Mm, yeah, I think it's unfortunate that he got given the penalty. Like, obviously, it's the same thing of how would he have performed had he actually started where he qualified, um, but. It was a bit disappointing. He did luck into the rain and being able to pit for inters early and taking that. It's one of the worst dry performances we've ever seen, I think, to be honest. I mean, the fact that he was stuck in 14th doing absolutely nothing in a Mercedes where we've physically seen Verstappen go up to seventh, etc. I mean, we saw literally from Valtteri the other weekend, like coming from the back to third, like he can do it. So I don't know, maybe he's just in a strop because he got his grid drop, (laughs) but we're not (laughs) having a strop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah what's I think your, what's your grade? A C. C. Okay. Yeah. And a C from the fans as well. We're all in agreement. Max Verstappen. <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm glad we're all on the same wavelength. Oh, Are we I'm all wincing. thinking A star, but not quite A star because he was seventh? Mm. I'm thinking. I'm. I'm I, thinking. A. I was thinking. A. Mm. I mm. really want to see his drive in the wet conditions. No, a star. Because I, because I, no because I I remember well, I saw the clip of him going going past. I think it was Ricardo and Signs, and 
he put himself in that position, made the ballsy call to go on to intermediates, finish P2 from the last on the grid. It has to be an A-star. Thank you for coming to my map talk. I can't believe I'm saying this, but he's getting an A from me. (laughs) (laughs) Burn the cape. Yeah. (laughs) The cape's up. Oh, this is so difficult. Don't cry, it's all right. I know, it's one head literally. I just... It's so difficult. Um, 20th to second is an A-star performance. Yes, okay. he, spent, he was helped by the weather, but anyway. Sorry, I keep, keep meaning to justify why I'm saying <laughs> yeah. No, no, I don't mean to cut, cut across, Casey. I, I'm, it's I'm sorry. fine, otherwise I will go on for like three hours. It's fine. We don't need to explain ourselves to these people. Just accept the grade. Uh, the fans gave Verstappen an A star. So, Tommy, RIP. <laughs> I'm uh, such a hater. <laughs> Sergio <laughs> Perez. Was it 10th? Did you finish? Ninth. Ninth. Uh, ninth. Uh, ninth. Yeah. Ninth. He was. Podium, he? I, I mean, it was such an opportunity once again with Verstappen starting at the back. Bottas 16th, Leclerc out as well. You know, he doesn't have many people really when he's in a Red Bull, but he's still qualified eighth. Is it eighth? eighth. Uh, Qualified eighth, yeah, Yeah. which is really poor, but he did, he was going to finish third if it wasn't fair. He was going to finish third, but then clearly lost a lot of confidence in the old slippery conditions because Alonso just went bye have a great time and then went straight <laughs> past him so and then obviously he then made the call as well me, to to not come in which you've got to you've got to grade against as well slightly I don't want to be seated F1 sorry four hours <laughs> also me. because I, everyone thinks I hate yeah. Perez which just uh, isn't the case I think C. I think he's just getting a beef because I've got a grade in better than Bottas. That's true. Yeah. Wait, 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 hold on. What did I give Bottas? C. C. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, but he finished P5. Oh, yeah, so this is why it's it, so I hate it. Why <laughs> did we decide to do this? So literally, the whole race just went like that. Yeah. At the end, some people made the right call, and then do you do? You, and then yeah. you just know that you look at the results and you go, Bottas a C when he finished fifth, and Perez a B when he finished ninth. But it it makes sense in my head. Yeah, um, it's weird. It's, uh, it's such a difficult one, but I'm I, be- yeah, I think yeah, I'm going to stick with C for, for today. Katie, Katie, what did you say? I don't know. You can't just nod <laughs> half of up, half of, half the top. <laughs> Can I meet you in the middle? I've actually got to make the deciding to, like great as well. Oh, um, I'll go with the C. Thank you. Good. And the fans gave Perez a C as well. Lando Norris. <laughs> this is going to be easy. A. A. Yeah, I've gone for A. I can't give an A star because the reason he's not getting an A star for me is of that extra lap. Is, is that ex- I know this sounds really harsh, but that extra lap when you could get like maybe a more mature driver will go i still can finish second here yeah not kind of just throw everything out the way uh that's why he's an na for me understandable understandable that's the same for me i can understand why he gambled but to then finish seventh 
it's just it, you can't give an A star performance for a seventh, even though he got pole, even though he led for half the race. <laughs> we're giving him an A. Ninety nine percent of his weekend was absolutely flawless, but it's the last oh, five laps. People and gonna be unfortunately, like, oh. that's where the points lie. And we say this, you know, we can't give people A stars for things like qualifying, like getting first pole position, because you don't get any points for that. Like. Yeah, it was got a point for fastest lap as well. He literally got he had everything. He was on it, but it just it unfortunately it's a one moment of oh, people are gonna hate all of the chat like A star, A star. Yeah, <laughs> to be honest, I've just looked at the, the, the fan vote out of curiosity. And what is it? It's only 52% A star and what's 36% A. So there are a lot of people kind of I feel like there's a lot of pity A stars though. I think there's a lot of pity A stars. <laughs> yeah, um, I'd love to I'd love to give them an A star, but personally I don't think mm-hmm. I just I just can't. I ah it hurts. Mm. I think I want to. It doesn't matter. I'll give him an A star because you both have given him an A. There you go. Oh, that's not that makes fair. me feel better. That makes no, me feel better. No, because you're his friend. <laughs> you're going to WhatsApp me like, oh, look, I gave you an A star. Oh, yes, because he's definitely an avid watcher. Tom and Katie hate you. Yeah, he had a question earlier. Yeah. yeah just just cut out all my umming and ahhing. Just have A star. <laughs> um, and the fans gave him an A star, as you say. Uh, but it, yeah, I mean, uh, my actual grade is an A, but I, in you know, my heart is an A star. Anyway, mm. moving on. Daniel Ricciardo. Finish P4, is it 4th? He had a decent race, A. I've gone for B. Mm. I've gone for an A. Ah, yeah. Now we're giving Norris an A. But then he has beaten Norris, technically. A. He pitted for Inters earlier. He made that call. Was the right Mm. one. Yeah, he did show him on. And he had a terrible pit stop that ruined a lot of his... Sorry, Danny. Well Rick, Katie. Yeah. <laughs> Katie's not a, argued not his corner. <laughs> Lovely. No. Are you an A as well, uh, Katie? Yeah. Yeah, I'm an A. Yeah. Okay, perfect. And the fans gave Ricardo an A. Charles Leclerc. He was having a, a, a lovely race right behind Max pretty much the entire time, balling, chilling. <laughs> and then the rain kind of ruined his life, didn't it? A little bit. Join the club. <laughs> uh, let's go with a B. Yeah, B. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Which is fair. mad when he finished 15th. But I mean, it was just a mad gamble at the end. But I think if he would have carried on, yeah. I mean, he, he drove a really good race at the start. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh, so difficult because some of them were judging on the end result and some of them were not. <laughs> no, it's, it's impossible. People are going to hate us. But just remember, everybody, disclaimer. This is just for fun. Okay. Uh, are you going to go with the B as well, Katie? Or what are you going to say? I'll go with the B. Okay. And the fans <laughs> gave him a B. So hopefully the majority won't hate us. Carlos signs A. Yeah, I think. I think the characteristics mm. of the Ferrari forced him into a bad strategy. Mm. I'm almost at A star for science. Whoa. Yeah, and we did qualify. Whoa. I literally can't fault anything he did in the entire race for me. But then maybe yeah, he chewed his tires up a bit quicker. Yeah. A bit too quickly. Yeah. Fighting Lando, which caused a bad strap. I don't but know. Is that the, not the characteristics of the car? I don't know, but then Leclerc. Yeah, it's so difficult. I said that, but then I thought Leclerc did all right and managed his. I know he was on hards, but still managed his, his race a lot better. So I don't yeah, know. Maybe it's just the mediums. See Leclerc for. 
Well, we did. It was Speculation. But... Uh, oh, screw it. He's getting an A star. Okay. Me. It's not going to make a difference because you guys go for A, but... Have you gone for an A, Katie? Um, I, yes, yeah, said originally A, so I'll okay. stick with I love, me and you are just together on this, Katie, I'm just and so, is already one, like, this one is above just or so one depressing. below. Yeah. <laughs> I don't oh, like oh, it. No, it's not depressing. There are people, I'm everybody, just, we're having I mean, a lot of fun who's listening and watching. Please continue to listen to this ABCDF one. <laughs> Katie is not actually sad. Moving on. I just on. want to give them all a little gold star for trying. Like, okay, the, you tried your best. <laughs> none of them want your little pity stars, okay, oh. Katie? Do <laughs> 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 Okay. Sebastian Vettel. <laughs> what, what, happened? what happened? What yeah. happened with Vettel? Uh, he, well, I mean, him and Stroll nearly yeah. blew Again. up, didn't they? Yeah. I wonder if there's a bit of tension there. Uh, let's go with a... Where did he finish? 12th. C. C. Yeah. Okay. Katie? Yeah, it's a bit of a unforgettable race for, for Vettel. An unforgettable? Or you mean forget? <laughs> that sounded like you had an amazing race. That was an unforgettable, unforgettable. race. <laughs> forgettable, forgettable race. Yes, yeah. it was. Uh, Lance Stroll. Oh no! So the fans gave Vettel a C as well. Lance Stroll. He that he had the best team radio ever, saying that he was going to stay out and it was fine, and then he spun straight into the wall. Uh, oh, it's D because he spun in the wall. I'm almost at E territory because yeah. okay, it was, you. <laughs> you know, he's turned in on his teammate without even seeing. Then he spun and hit the wall, and then he's taken out Gasly, mm-hmm. all at the end. Like that's three very big mistakes at the end. Okay, okay. okay. Um, so he's yeah, I think he's getting an E, which is he had a brilliant qualifying, but yeah, no points for qualifying. Terrible in the race. So Katie, yeah, he's getting an e. what's your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I think. An E is the right decision. I think he was asked to or told to pit for inters and then didn't, I think. I'm not 100% sure. Um, and then, yeah, we had the team radio of them saying, is it okay to stay out? And Lance going, yes. And then crashing next into corner. the <laughs> yeah. Literally the next corner. Like, just as he answers yes, it's like, oh, and he's gone. I would so... have loved to have had him and the combination of Brad, those two, in those kind of conditions. They clearly Ooh. absolutely despise each other. Like, you can just <laughs> tell. That's probably why they've swap- swapped, because Brad's like, oh, Lance, press this button. You haven't pressed this button. And then Lance is like, oh, I have Brad. And it's, oh, it's, it's amazing. Uh, I'm actually quite disappointed those two have uh, stopped I working together. Miss, I missed, missed that bit of it. I think it might just be for the one race, but I don't oh. know. We'll oh, right. maybe, they'll, maybe they'll return to Turkey. Who knows? But Lance also could have done... Way, way better had he not gone on an absolute, like... But he was right behind signs. Yeah, I'm annoyed at that. I really thought that he could have done something this race, top five at least. But didn't. But he didn't. Uh, So the fans (laughs) gave Stroll a D. Pierre Gasly. Oh, what a weekend for him. A bit of an unknown uh, weekend for Gasly. He absolutely wrecked his team on the radio afterwards. Really? What did he say? He basically said, we need to sort this out. Uh, I, this is not the exact quote. It was something <laughs> along the lines of, we need to sort this out. Every time it rains, we get it wrong. And I'm not going to lie, kind it's of true. agree with him. It's true, yeah. Im- Imola, when they left him out, on yeah. the, he was on the wrong tyres, wasn't he? He was on wets, wasn't he? Um, yeah. yeah, it seems like it happens a lot. Obviously, yesterday, uh, yesterday, Saturday, um, and yesterday. Um, they just seem to get it wrong all the time i mean we'll go into 
this later, but they put soft on Yuki Tsunoda when it was raining. They just seemed to, they really, I don't understand. And this is not the first time they've done it. I can't tell if like Monza 2008 and Monza 2020 is still in their head where they just go, gamble, anything, let's just go mm. for it. Uh, and they're in strap. and just do absolutely anything just to somehow get this miracle result. But they've made an awful lot of strategy errors in the wet conditions recently. And yeah. um, I can't really blame Gasly for he probably maybe shouldn't have said it publicly on the radio. Um, but well, this is the thing, I feel like if Yuki Sonoda had said that, because Yuki's been quite critical at the start of the career uh, of his Formula One career, and he got like absolutely yeah, like loads of hate from the media and stuff for being so critical of his team but Pierre does yeah. it and it's like oh Pierre's just angry like it's a bit double yeah. standards yeah yeah definitely okay let's give Gasly a C then yeah mm-hmm. uh, the bands gave him a C I'm so close to sneezing sorry and uh, Yuki Sonoda <laughs> E, e? Mm. awful horrendous absolutely yeah, horrendous not performance. improved at all he is uh, I'm, it's it's Sad to see because he is, he is a nice guy, but yeah, not good enough. I uh, uh, will admit he is so lucky, especially in in Red Bull, to be to stay. To yeah, yeah, hundred percent. There's definitely a Honda he thing needs there. To, he needs to step up next year. Um, so the fans gave Gasly a C and Sonoda a D, and we give gave Gasly a C and Sonoda an E. Is that right, Katie? Yeah. You, you agreed? Yeah, cool. Yeah. Cool. Fernando Alonso, A, A, mm, A. Lovely stuff in the uh, wet to dry, dry to wet condition. I need to see Fernando Alonso on the podium this year. Just throwing that out there. Well, you predicted him winning the race, didn't you? You absolute crazy man. I love that. I love that. Uh, It always makes me laugh when you go for something different in a year where George Russell has got a podium. Ocon has won. Uh, Danny Rick has won. Vettel finished second. Like, come on. Like and that's the top comments, like Tommy, what are you smoking? What are you like, on? Yeah, it's like yeah. still love it. Bonkers, it's a bonkers season, and it was a bonkers race. And one of the one, I really, I it was a bonkers race, and it was a Hamilton Verstappen one. Fernando was also given an A by the fans. Esteban Ocon, very, very, yeah, did not see him much of him at all, did we? Really, C for Ocon, and the fans gave him D. Oh, you said C, but Katie said C. Oh, okay. So, but Katie said C, so you no said, Did you say C? Yeah. Mm. Trust him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I love if, your little... If the founder Ooh, wants me to say D, I'll, I'll change it. Don't want to lose my job. Was he 14th? No, no. It's too, I, was, I was just Shocking. curious. because. All right, D. Pretty D. Bad. D for Ocon. I didn't realise he'd finished 14th. That's the thing. Okay. I don't I don't know what happened. Um <laughs> And the fans gave him a C. Uh, Kimi Raikkonen finished in the points. What an absolute hero. Going to be yeah. an A for me, for Kimi. Uh, just, I don't care where he was. Coming off of having COVID, just absolutely smashes it. Great call for the intermediates. And P8, wasn't it, in the end? Mm, which, was, uh, which would have yeah. been amazing in the fight between Williams had George not scored four in the last five races and basically ended that battle. Yeah, oh, yeah, so uh, no, he's getting a B from me. Katie? Okay. Uh, yeah, I think A is fair with all the criticisms and comments we've made about Alfa Romeo. I feel like we need to 
praise them when they do well. <laughs> so not rating him, just rating the fact we haven't been nice to them for a while. Okay, fair. Uh, but that's fine. We can still go with that. Uh, Kimmy was given an A by the fans as well. And Geo. Geo, Geo, Geo. No team radio in a race like that is the that's worst thing you could ever. The worst thing ever. We'll give him a C then. Benefit of the doubt. Classic Geo grade. Oh, yep. yeah. He doesn't even have team radio and we give him a C. But yeah. We can't give him any more than that. No. It's pretty... <laughs> a star where, for driving he, without eyes. Where was he running before the rain? Because obviously he couldn't communicate with his team if he thought he should come in for injuries. He was still uh, behind Sonoda. <laughs> and that's all you need One to know. Place, no, yeah. So, yeah. 18th. Okay, I mean, see. that's almost D territory to yeah, be honest. I'm sorry, thinking D. I'm sorry, Gio. Okay, D. I'm sticking with a C. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, but we've gone for D, and uh, the fans gave Jamie that C a C. George Russell scores points again. No one cares. Uh, let's go <laughs> with A. I mean, he literally put himself third on the grid. Mm. Yeah. What's Tommy? Are you no. want to give him a B? I was about no, to come around your house and slap you. <laughs> yeah, I think it. Yes, yeah, it's, uh, it's an A. It's it's mad though, isn't it? That we're, qualifies we're P3 literally and a. <laughs> yeah qualifies P three in a Williams gets points and it's like yeah pretty good probably just about an A um, that just oh no I never said that that's you that's me it's a, sol- <laughs> that's it's a solid me. A. that's me saying that but that is just Katie yours it's unbelievable this yeah year, isn't it? I think and I the, obviously the Williams developments um, doing quite well over the course of the season or maybe George Russell's just on another level but yeah I think an A for that performance okie dokie uh, we can all just say Nicholas Latifi gets a C is that is that about right I mean he, he retired at the end of the race or didn't um, he I'm sure it said that he was yeah yeah no because he was he was still he didn't retire oh, he, was classifi- he was classified whether he actually so retired he was, oh yeah it says DNF yeah, yeah DNF. on the final classification it says yeah, DNF technically still classified yeah oh almost D territory but yeah actually no you know what let's give another D I fancy it Tom, Tommy's like just probably a D I'm like, you, you know what yes <laughs> Katie come on sorry it's a family show until it's not you were the one that just did middle fingers <laughs> earlier when you were talking about Fernando Alonso I know unbelievable uh, Tommy can pay for the demonetization. Uh so uh, what did you go for Katie for the TV? I think, yeah, probably a D. Okay, D. And the fans gave Latifi a C. We are clocking over two hours now for this ABCDF one. Uh, Massapin. <laughs> e. E, yeah. What I mean, what did he do? Just Nothing. that last finish last pretty much. Yeah. Maybe, like, just There's nothing going on. I mean, no, he unlapped himself on Lando. It was D. two laps down. Uh, I've, I'm still going E. Yeah, E. I was what? Oh, sorry, I put my camera. I thought you in focus because it was talk to the hand. Face <laughs> no listening. <caps>. <laughs> okay, yeah, E. Fair enough. And <laughs> the fans gave him an F shop. And finally, Mick Schumacher obviously DNF'd C. First retirement in Formula One. Oh, <laughs> okay. he was beating Mazepin. He gets a C, yeah, and he C. outqualified someone that wasn't a Haas. Yeah, he did actually. Oh. Gio. Yeah, Gio, I think it was. Yeah. Okie dokie. So Mick Schumacher gets a C from us and a C from the fans. We're Predictions <laughs> for the Russian oh. Grand Prix. Oh, dear. Um, Bottas on pole. <laughs> uh, that didn't happen. 
and uh, Kimmy out-qualifies Antonio. I assume, yes, he did. He must have if he got beaten by Mick Schumacher. So, uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, don't you err uh, me. Yeah, he did. Don't you, don't you err uh, me. Right, yes. So that's yeah, one but point for me. Giovinazzi had a grid penalty, so I can't actually remember if it was... Let me have a look at it. It definitely uh, was. Yeah, Raikkonen yeah. did. Yeah, it was Raikkonen 16th, Giovinazzi in 18th. So. Lovely. A point for well me. Well done, Matt. Thank you. Comes back from COVID and beats him. Lovely. Tommy. Verstappen, not in the top five. Uh, <laughs> in the okay. race, that was. Okay. Uh, two Mercedes and a McLaren on the podium. Nope. So zero points. Katie. Oh. See, I went for track limits controversy, which I don't know. I think, Alonso, I think Alonso has caused that. So I get a point? No. I don't know if that's track limits. Is that track limits? I mean... The, Wait, what the, was that? The Sorry. guidelines say... Tommy just Tommy just absolutely phased out then. He's literally... no, it's because I'm just looking at how you've not put your predictions in for Turkey. Ah, oh, it says B. <laughs> Good. Um, Carrot, Car- you Stroll, talk about um, track limits. <laughs> uh, you did track limits controversy. I mean, I would... Alonso, the first... It's almost like, is it controversial because he cut the corner and it's almost not a non-issue? Can does we that make see it controversy? what the team WTF1 or... members think? <laughs> I mean, they love you. Of course they're going to give you a point. Yes. Yeah, of course they are. <laughs> I, 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 don't think it caused much, I don't think it caused much controversy. That's it's the just thing. hilarious. Like, yeah. It was just hilarious and we move on. And I don't think there was much Well, I extension. think it was controversial. <laughs> of course you do. Of course you do. <laughs> it's surprising, actually, that there's nothing made of it, which, I mean, if it was Verstappen or Hamilton, it would have been the biggest talking point of the whole race. But... That's the way it goes. Katie deserves a point. There you go. Of course, the chat's Thank you. Thanks, chat. <laughs> um, and then I also went with Stroll out qualifies Vessel. Which happened. So Double points. No, Thanks, half like a point. Thank- half a point for the track limits. That is, that's the beauty of half points. Yeah, don't, don't you start shaking your head. Half point. <laughs> Katie, 100 <laughs> points. Yeah, 100 points. Amazing. Thank the you. fans, Ruben... GNW, Hamilton wins by passing Bottas under team orders. No. S. Marconzo, Alonso podium. No. Kovacs L, Checo podium. No. Zero points for the fans. My predictions <laughs> for the Turkish Grand Prix. Vettel out-qualifies Stroll. Man, Ooh, he was on pole last time. Mixed it up the other way and Last around. time in Turkey, Stroll got pole. Yeah, well, not this time. <laughs> okay. And my second one is Daniel Ricciardo. Does not make Q3. Interesting. Interesting, yes. I've gone for Hamilton and Verstappen, more on-track controversy. Okay. Uh, which will probably mean those two are on track at some point. Neither <laughs> of them back up. <laughs> uh, and a new podium finisher this season. Ooh, there's not many Ooh. left. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> literally Stroll or Alonso then. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's about it, isn't it? Okay. Other than mm-hmm. obviously the ones that aren't going to get on the podium. But well, that's what you think. That's what Let you think, think, my friend. Uh Katie. I have gone for a Sergio Press podium and both Alpines finish top ten. I'll finish in the top ten, which is for the race. Lovely. That is that's wonderful. And the fans, rainy rain underscore vroom, Aston Martins clash together <laughs> in race again. Yeah. R Shepherd 1433, no points for Red Bull. And Ishan underscore 2002, no one will go flat out at turn eight. Well, I can guarantee you right now, if they've resurfaced it, that is a zero point answer right now. Here and then, I'm sorry. 
I think we should link back to what uh, when we had that interview with Albert and Verstappen last year, Tommy, and uh, how how that transpired when they were like eyes closed, yeah, one handed, and then it was the slipperiest (laughs) track surface ever, ever, and they didn't do it. Actually, you know what? I'm going to change the dynamic one to uh, track is still slippery. No, because both of mine are for qualifying, which means I've got nothing to play for in the race. Uh, well, that so... was your decision for not doing your prediction. Oh, well, I'm sorry, Katie. Are you now the adjudicator? Well, you're not giving me two points, so I'm oh. going to kick off. Why <laughs> t- I gave you one and a half. That's enough. <laughs> God, look at you wanting it. Come on, children. Calm down. If, right, if that's the other way best. around, there is absolutely <laughs> no way you're like, yeah, Matt, one point. Congratulations. Are you? Come on. Take your unbiased I've been, gen- I've been generous in other times. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Unless you give me an example in the next three seconds, I'm giving you uh, half a point. And three seconds are up, unfortunately. <laughs> well played. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that is pretty much it. That is one of the longest podcasts in the history of time. And most <laughs> of it was ABCDF1. Hope everybody enjoyed uh, watching and listening hashtag wtf1 podcast if you want to get involved in the future tommy final thoughts um <laughs> every time the eyebrows go up which means tommy has nothing in the locker no i just i just hope that we are going to all the tracks at the end of the season because it is a slight concern that all the tracks at the end of the season are a bit doubtful um, and I don't want this season to ever end at this rate. So, okay. So I didn't say final thoughts for the entire season, but I appreciate uh, the sentiment all the same. Something. Uh, okay. Uh, no, Katie, send, send all complaints to <laughs> <laughs> Katie. Final thoughts, please. Uh, final thoughts is this is the best F1 season ever. Goodbye. Ooh, that's bold. Wow. Jeez. And I that's will say that thought. the Russian Grand Prix. I will go. I will double down and say that the Russian Grand Prix was the best race this season and will be remembered for the rest of time. So there you go. Thank you, everybody, to the team WTF1 members uh, for watching live and for all of you watching and listening uh, wherever you are. uh, Thank you so much. And I'm pretty sure that's about it. Apart from check out the team WTF1 karting event at Daytona Milton Keynes, I think on the 22nd, but maybe not. Click on the link to find out everything you need to know. It's an endurance race. We're going to be there. Special guests. It's going to be a banger. Frank. What do you think? He's literally he's he knows it's the end of the God, podcast. Lift him up. Yeah. Just say just get, well, him to wave. Um, get him to wave to everybody. To wave. We haven't actually finished the, yawn the game. actual bo- podcast. No, the yawn games for the team WTF1 oh, live okay. listeners. This is for the actual <laughs> podcast. Say okay. goodbye, Frank. Bye, Frank. Bye, Frank. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye, everyone. See you for Turkey in, in a week and a bit. Bye. Yeah. Oh, his little paw. <laughs>